We believe we all have a big self, and pursuing it is holy work. We also believe that most of us let fear persuade us not to pay attention to it. On episodes when Shelly and I don't have a guest, once or twice a week, we like to bring you a big idea wrapped in a sample size package. We call these our micro episodes that you can listen to on your way to the grocery store or running an errand. Why? Because the big journeys are made of thousands of tiny steps. Welcome to another episode of The Big Self Show. I'm your host, Chad Prevost. Hello there. I'm Shelly Prevost. And today we are talking about, it sounds fancy, it really might not be that complicated, but Western science is finding a way to be able to research it, and so we're celebrating it. And it is interoception. Interoception. Yeah, not a term you might use in your everyday vocabulary. What the heck is this? <laughs> well, there's growing research, Shelley, that in you know in our brains we have another sense that helps us know when we are in well being. And basically there's just, you know, there's a growing body of, of research and evidence that there are signals sent from our internal organs to the brain constantly. And they play a major role in how we are able to regulate our emotions and to do things like fend off anxiety and depression. I love learning about this because it's great that there's evidence that yeah. our emotional experience is not just in our brains. Hmm. It's not mm-hmm. just men- like a memory, <clears throat> excuse me, a memory is triggered or, you know, um, a messen- messenger is activated in our brains, that our emotional lives are experienced in our whole body. And yeah, to me, that's what interoception yeah. really is about. Right. And, you know, why are we covering this? Well, we do talk a lot about self-awareness over the years we have, and certainly always emotional and psychological work, and sometimes even describing clinically what's going on in the body when stress events occur, like we just did very recently when Jonathan Fisher was on the show and you know, the cardiologist and he was helping us have a very, he really broke it down. If you haven't checked out that episode of what's going on in the sympathetic nervous system when you're under stress, the parasympathetic when it's trying to relax your body and then a number of level, what's happening with the blood, how it impacts the heart. And I don't know that we're going to always be aware of what's going on in our organs. Okay. Yeah. That's where like the <laughs> interoception um, eludes me a little bit and how I'm understanding it from some of the reports and the data out there. But one thing I think you can do to test out like as an exercise, one thing you can do to test out, are you paying attention to just what's going on in your body? That's not an emotion. And that would be to Are you aware of your heartbeat? Are you aware of how, like if you stood stood still for a minute and you just paid attention to your heart beating, are you aware of it? 
Are you aware of your heart beating? That's just an exercise that some scientists say that they actually do with patients. And sometimes you can do it with some music pulsing and you can compare the pulsing of the music to your heartbeat. That's a variation on the exercise. And apparently the results of what patients are aware of varies wildly. And there is this correlation between people being able to receive these interoceptive signals from in their bodies and how well they are then able to be aware of and process their emotions, Mm -hmm. which as we're having this continued growing body of evidence has a direct impact on your psychological health. So I think it's really interesting that we tend to focus on outward facing sensations like the five senses, and that tends to be what we think about with body awareness, right? For a lot of us. And then now we're starting to, to understand body awareness um, internally, which is the whole idea of introception. And I think we focused primarily on breathing and heart rate. Like I think people can kind of um, tune in to respiratory, to, you know, heart rate, kind of, you kind of know those things, but then when you start looking at, okay, what is the stomach? Like people talk about that gut feeling, um, what other sensations are happening internally as someone who is pretty disconnected from my body, like, and have been for a very long time. Um, I think that's one of the the signs of burnout or one of the symptoms, I guess, is it's one of the first things we do is begin to dissociate from our body's sensations and experiences. It's like we have to tune it out to keep going because if we listen, then the body's going to start like telling us to stop or slow down. And most of us don't want to do that. So really starting to tune in, um, the, a great book for me in that process was Women Who Run With the Wolves that really helped me reconnect to my body and like, what is it communicating? What does it say? Not in a five senses kind of way, but in a much deeper felt sense kind of way. And I think that that is the portal into emotions when you can really understand, okay, my I've, uh, I have tension over here or I have like pain in my chest right now or there's something going on in my stomach and like really starting to cue, use that cue to locate an emotion. Um, for me, it's a lot around like sadness or grief. I feel those things, especially as our children are all launching. I'm aware that I'm having a physical sensation and it's attached to an emotion that I you sh- I probably don't want to feel. <laughs> mm. It's pretty repressed. Mm-hmm. I would rather not feel it, but it's the body feels the these things first and then the emotion is accompanied by that. And so once you can really start to tune in to those um, body sensations, then not far behind, you're going to be able to track what those emotions are as well. So why I love that. And so why let's be clear why interoceptive awareness is important. We, and why we're gaining in, in continued neuroscience where the ability to study the brain has been exploding as a point of reference for us to be able to study the rest of the body. And so as Vanderkoek says, you know, he's like, if you cannot, you will not be able to change 
unless you can become aware of your inner experience. And also, in learning to become aware of it, to be able to befriend what is going on inside yourself. So, I mean, it's simple from the body point of view, it's knowing when you're hungry or full, right? Um, Being aware of how your body is moving and feeling so you can meet its needs. And, you know, and other people, when they're emphasizing interoceptive work, it's just understanding the direct experience of your physical body. So we're not saying that you need to be able to know what your liver's doing. And, <laughs> what is um, your liver saying to you? Yeah. Right. But the heartbeat. Now, I do think that that is an important measuring vehicle, if you will. But as you were saying, like parts of your body, like being aware of that, what, and sometimes uh, as we do this in, as a coaching exercise, sometimes it's like, where is tension being held in your body that you're not letting yourself somehow be aware of it? Mm-hmm. And I do think it, it does come with a lot of repressed emotions that right. when we begin to feel we're conscious of tension in the body, usually right. there is some accompanying emotional experience that you're repressing. That's right. And because that's the next step is what emotion, first thing that comes to mind, do you associate with the tension that you feel in your body? And usually that does unleash some talking points, Mm -hmm. some points of exploration. So this week, our son was home for Mother's Day and he left Monday morning. And, you know, every time he leaves, I, I have a breakdown. And we immediately went to work out. And so... You know, I was crying and I'm, you know, Chad's, he knows to kind of let me be (laughs) after our son leaves. And so I was, I was having a moment, went into workout (laughs) and I, you know, I was kind of crying. I don't even know if you knew that through the, at least the first part of the workout. I did not know that. Yeah. I was, I was crying silently to myself as I'm doing box jumps and, (laughs) but I, I was like, it really, this would not have happened five years ago before I was in touch with my body. <laughs> oh, because twos do repress. Yes, but I was doing, you know, whatever the workout was, and I was I was settling into well, two things were happening. I was settling into a little bit of a deeper awareness of how sad I was feeling, but I also like could I used that to catapult me into a different way of thinking about what was happening. It wasn't, you know, I I wanted to get stuck in this, oh, my kids are growing and they don't need me. And, you know, all the the story, right, of the two, which needs to be needed. Yeah. And I could, because of my, like, moving through, literally moving my body, I can move through the story a little bit. And I left much different than I went in there. And so, and it wasn't just the physical exercise. Like I think that, I think that's a part of it. Right. And that's what we're, we're going to get to with a couple of our takeaways. Yeah. But it did something, um, emotional for me hmm. that I have never been able to connect ever before in my life. And so that, um, you know, and having not read this, I hadn't didn't know about interoception <laughs> on Monday. I hadn't even heard of the word, but there was something in that work. The move, the movement, moved my emotions as well. 
Wow, that's a really cool personal anecdote just happened. Our takeaways for you, if this isn't enough, this information, we have a couple of things and you've probably heard them a million times, but now you know why you might want to do these practices. One is physical, <laughs> regular workouts. Uh, but this is the, the why behind why it's so important to do the physical regular workouts other than like, hey, I want to increase my muscle mass or my bone density. It's, uh, it's because you're conditioning your, your body to, in fact, to be able to deal with and handle emotions and anxiety in a different way. Mm -hmm. So like some of the researchers say that, you know, for instance, your heart will race when you experience challenges, uh, whether it's a physical challenge or, or an emotional one. And as you get fitter, though, you know, your organs, all of them, uh, heart especially, become more adept at dealing with the strain and stress. And so your whole being, your whole body becomes more resilient to responding to changing circumstances. And as we talk about, just expect there to always be conflict, always be changing. It's a part of life. And the other one is mindfulness. So we all know about mindfulness. There's lots of different theories of thought around mindfulness, but there is, you know, it is the capacity. It's almost like training yourself to slow down and pay attention. Um, and that we know it does help the mind, but we are learning more and more and more what it does for the body, how it allows you to um, pay attention and metabolize not only the physical sensations, but also the emotional experience you're having. And so um, we want to highlight that as well. These are very common parlance in, in terms of what, what people are offering, but they, they work. So, you know, in practicing mindfulness, exercising, moving your body has a lot of emotional effects as well. Yeah, that's the, so we're just, our takeaways are that there is this great value to physical and different kinds of mindfulness techniques. And they begin in the body that our culture probably overall ignores the most in terms of the intelligence that the body has. I would go as far to say too, I'll say this, that you are not going to be at your um, peak performance in terms of emotional wellness unless you are also doing body work. We are all about big ideas and how to integrate them into a more sustainable life to open up your learning, level up your self-awareness and consciousness and move from surviving to thriving to flourishing. And you know where to find us at BigSelfSchool.com where we offer one-to-one -one coaching as well as trainings and workshops for organizations big and small. Here's to seeing you on our next episode of The Big Self Show.